Hey everybody, this is the Chris Broadhead Show, and I'm your host, Chris Broadhead. I had a freaking blast interviewing a good friend of mine, Andrew Lewis McCammon, as a seasoned, well-connected, and incredibly active and hardworking up-and-coming writer, director, performer, and producer in Chicago's world-class comedy and acting scene. Andrew has a ton of super high-value tips, tricks, and info to share with anyone interested in making comedy, performing, acting, writing, directing, or any artistic endeavor. So I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoyed conducting the interview. So I am here... With Andrew Lewis McCammon. Is that correct? Yeah, well said. <laughs> Somebody saw my Facebook. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> and I was about to Google search you to do some research, but then they came and I had to talk to them. Oh, that's okay. So I've done no research for this interview. That's okay. Except for our own personal. <laughs> well done. So here's what I know about Andrew. He is a very talented writer and performer who has performed at such venues as Second City and Improv Olympic. And I've seen, I want to say, three different at completely least. original shows, yeah. maybe four. Yeah. And I've recorded three or four. Yeah, <laughs> easily. And I've really enjoyed them. So I thought it would be fun to interview you and uh, Thanks, find Chris. out how you got to this wonderful place. Oh. <laughs> because I'm starting a podcast, man. <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah, this is awesome. it's legit. Yeah, this is great. Like, for real. So uh, cool, man. So let's let's start with uh, like where are you from, man? Sure. Uh, yeah. I grew up in North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. So I grew up in uh, Greenville, North Carolina, which is about an hour east of Raleigh. Uh huh. I went to college at UNC Asheville in Asheville, North Carolina. Nice. Lived there uh, for a couple years after college as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved here in February 2011. 2011. Nice. Mm. You moved here. Uh, like eight months before me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 2011, man. That's a I good win. Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're totally at the same levels. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. So what? Uh, what possessed the move? It was for the comedy culture. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Totally. Uh, nice. I was in a comedy troupe back home in Asheville, uh-huh. and uh, I was there. I was in that troupe for probably about five years, and. Um, I just kind of realized that that was kind of the ceiling there in Asheville. <laughs> so if I really wanted to pursue it, I knew we had to come to Chicago. So uh. That's where the move came from. It was kind of on a whim, too. I started looking at Second City classes, and I found one, and I told everybody that I was going to be gone for eight weeks. And <laughs> really, I, I yeah, knew, right. yeah, it's easy out, you know. Uh, I knew that if I could make it happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I knew, I knew if I could uh, make it happen to stay that I would, but... Yeah. It's easier to leave everything when you say you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Why aren't you bringing anything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, why is your car full? <laughs> so nice. yeah, that's how I ended up here. That's that's awesome, man. So like, how did you know Chicago was the place? Man, I mean, really, I was looking at grad schools in Chicago because I had visited before. Um, and I, just because I knew, I really originally thought I was going to go to uh, get an MFA in creative writing. So I started looking at schools. I was looking at Virginia Tech. Then I started looking at uh, Columbia College and SAIC here. A lot of just really great uh, creative writing programs for MFAs. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I did not have the energy <laughs> or the will to fill out the grad applications. <laughs> So, and I knew that I was specifically looking for schools that did not require a GRE score. So I realized if I'm not ready to fill out applications or take a test, grad school is probably not for me. Yeah. 
So then I was, and then I think I realized, I was like, you know, if I'm really just coming to kind of do that and then do comedy as well, and that was just kind of a way to get me here, maybe I should just try the comedy scene. So yeah. that was really how I made the decision. Cut out the middleman. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I think really I was kind of using that as like a crutch to, <laughs> to get me here, you know? Like, well, you know, uh-huh. it's not, doesn't seem like as big as a risk if you're um, going to school. It, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's how I. There, there's less judgment associated yeah. with that. I oh think no, so. he's going to school yeah, up there. Exactly. He's not yeah. wasting his life doing yeah. what he loves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the thought process behind it. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. I, I dig it. Well, I applaud you for uh, you. for not wasting your time Thanks. and a hundred thousand uh, dollars yeah. in debt. I applaud myself. For that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. Um, so I I know that like I heard about Chicago. When I was like 14, mm-hmm. my mom was like, yeah, all the SNL people like go through Second City. And yeah. I was like, what? I want to go to there. Yeah. Like, did you have some experience where you heard like Chicago You know, was... I think you kind of find that out along the way. Yeah. And I had some friends who had been talking about moving to Chicago years before I came. And they came a couple years before I did too. But that was kind of where I started to learn about, you know, Second City and how, you know, everyone on SNL for the most part was coming through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I always kind of thought about that a little bit and it wasn't really until I visited. I think the, f- I just came once my friends moved here, they were in the comedy troupe. I was in back home. Uh, once they moved here, then I went and visited them. It just took that one visit for me to kind of yeah. fall in love with the city. I mean, it was September, so it wasn't <laughs> miserable, you know, uh-huh. got to see a couple shows, got to actually do my first improv show. Wow. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. So that was kind of, yeah, just kind of stumbled upon <laughs> it that way, to be honest, uh-huh. you know? Nice. I was never really into um, I was never into theater growing up, so it was kind of during college was a kind of a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. I've really not done any straight plays, so yeah, <laughs> just gay How much ones. Theater, I've done exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just, just yeah, gay exactly. theater. It's not legit. Um, yeah. Well, how did you get into improv and sketch in the first place? Uh, I, so I was a writing. Uh, I got a writing undergrad at UNCA and. I started before I was even in a proper university. I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And so I was in a community college and I knew I wanted to go to a university. I had no idea what I was actually going to major in. And so I was like trying to think because I had to think of something. And I realized that the only thing I really wanted to do and what I enjoyed, you know, when I was younger was, um, was writing. Mm -hmm. And so I started to look into it and UNCA had a pretty awesome writing program. So I got into that and I started, you know, I was writing a little before that and during that, and then I heard about this comedy troupe called the Feral Chihuahuas. And the Farewell Chihuahuas. The Feral Chihuahuas. Feral Chihuahuas. It's funny you say that, because when I auditioned and I didn't hear from them for two weeks, I actually plotted to create my own group called the Farewell Chihuahuas and uh, <laughs> run them out of town. But they did call me. But Bastards. basically, I... Saw a show. It used to be in a shed is where they had these shows. It was pretty awesome. It was called the Woodfin Theater Shack. It was a little... Woodfin is, I guess, a suburb of Asheville, but it's more of a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so they would have shows there weekly, new shows every week. And uh, so I went and saw one, and I was like, oh, that looks like fun. I'd like to maybe be a writer for that because I had no acting experience. And I ended up running into a guy who was in the troupe at a bagel a bagelry, I guess. A <laughs> and I bagelry? Like, yeah, a bagel, I guess that's the <laughs> Is word. Is that unique to yeah. North Carolina? <laughs> I don't know. I might have just made it up. Nice. <laughs> I'm with that. But I said, hey, Jay. Uh, <laughs> actually, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I 
I saw him and I was like, hey man, you know, I think I would like to be a writer for you guys. Um, when are you guys having auditions? And he was like, yeah, we are actually. Uh, you should just audition to be an actor. And I was like, like, there's really, I've never done any acting. I don't think I really want to. And he was like, hey, mm -hmm. just come and just try it. And I went and did the audition. Like I said, I didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks and started to get kind of bitter <laughs> and plotting my revenge. And then finally I heard something and uh, they, they put me on the troupe. We did a season immediately where we did a new show every week for, I mean, I want to say like maybe even 10 weeks, pretty much the whole a summer. A new sketch review? A new sketch review every week. What? So we would rehearse. We would, it would, they were on Friday nights. We would have a show Friday, Saturday off, writer's meeting Sunday, rehearse Monday through Thursday. And then it actually got pretty popular, so we had to start adding a late show each night, too. So we would do two shows Friday, wow. Saturday off, you know, and then go through the same schedule. So, yeah, we did that for a whole summer. Then the year after that, we did it again, kept sending out even more shows. So I think we may have even started doing Saturdays as well at that point. And so we did that for two years, new show every week, 45 minute to an hour long show. I mean, incredible amount of work. And then we realized that that was ridiculous. <laughs> so <laughs> then we started doing like themed shows, which is mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, a review more so. And we'd spend a little bit more time with them. So they were a little bit more polished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. So really how it started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's a lot of work, man. It was, New but, show. you know, I was 21, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it really didn't matter to me. I was also in school then, and so I was writing a lot, and yeah. I would actually use some of the scripts that I would write, I would use for, I actually put it towards my thesis, so it, for Ooh, my school, thesis. yeah, we, I, we had a pretty, pretty legit undergrad at my school, we had a, a comprehensive, uh, comprehensive exam that you had to take to mm -hmm. get out, which a lot of undergrads don't have that, it's a two-day test. Uh, I have huge. a grad degree, and I didn't have Real, Oh, man, this was ridiculous, <laughs> I think our list of terms was, four, we had 400 definitions to learn, well, you know, we had to analyze a poem. We had like five pages of essays to write. It was two days, four hours each day. But we Man. also had a thesis for this university as well, where you had to take a full stab at a one-act play, what? Uh, a novel, a full book of poetry. What? And for my thesis, I did a, a one-hour sketch comedy episode mm -hmm. that was kind of all-inclusive. It kind of followed one story arc, sort of. It was yeah. very convoluted. I went back and read some of it recently, and it Dude, was garbage. I, I would have killed for someone to assign me that. <laughs> yeah, well, it was pretty open-ended. You could do whatever you wanted. And yeah. another guy in the troupe, in the Feral Chihuahuas, he, I think, wrote a, a musical. So, you mm -hmm. know, I talked to him about it, and he was like, yeah, you can just basically do whatever you want. I had an awesome advisor who kind of said the same thing, so just took a Damn, stab at son. it. Yeah. It's very good influences. Yeah, it was fantastic, man. <laughs> Asheville's a, a very great place. It's very creative. Yeah. Now you're saying Asheville, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, not Nashville. <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it's supposed to be sort of like an Austin. The Austin or Portland of the yeah, Southeast. Right. Also the Paris of the Southeast, I've heard. <laughs> uh, I've also heard Buenos UCA Aires is the Harvard of the Southeast. Yeah, the Buenos <laughs> Aires of the Southeast. <laughs> Barcelona, yes, I've heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> the North Pole of the Southeast. Uh -huh. The ant of the Arctic. Do this yeah. all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. Uh, so you mentioned writing a lot. Can you talk about your writing process? Sure, yeah. I think uh, really it just comes down to finding an idea I like enough that I want to sit down and actually flesh out. 
that's the hardest part, I think, is coming up with the initial idea. And basically, you know, th- for Damn Gina, for the troupe we're doing shows with now up here, uh, our writing process is very different from it from when it with the feral chihuahuas because that was everybody would write that we'd write that collectively so we would all bring in scripts have writers meetings uh after on su- the sunday writers meetings we'd go home do rewrites and that kind of thing but here in chicago for damn gina shows basically we'll have a read through where i'll bring material we'll read everything new mm-hmm. take notes from everyone from the cast then i'll go home make rewrites we'll have another writers meeting maybe a week later do that process with writers meeting rewrites, writers meeting rewrites, uh, probably about three or four times. And then we'll start to put things on its feet after Mm -hmm. that. And then we'll come up with jokes at that time. Yeah. Tweak things. Everything changes once it gets up on the legs, you know? So you have something and then you see them run through and you're like, well, that works, but that doesn't. Yes. And a lot of times, even if, even if I know I'm going to read a part, I'll assign it to somebody else so I can hear how it reads on a cold read because uh-huh. that really changes everything. Dialogue is tough to write, to be honest, for it to sound yeah. natural. So if if you read it as the writer, you know how you want it to sound. But if you have somebody else read it, it's easier to see actually what it, how it will be read by an audience mm-hmm. you know, or how they'll perceive it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a huge part of your process then. Totally. Just testing it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's funny because... We don't have the luxury that somewhere like Second City does where they can workshop material and test everything night in and night out. So basically, whenever we do new material, I'd say 99% of the time, the opening night is the first time it's ever seen the stage. Really? So that's kind of a great way to <laughs> crash course to judge if it's going to hit or not because you have a chance to see if an audience likes it. You wow. Know? Do you, you guys should... make changes after opening night? Yes, we do tweak quite a bit. This show, House Party, has been a little different. It mm-hmm. somehow clicked a little better than yeah. some of our previous shows. I think You're just getting seasoned, man. Yeah, I think, I think also, <laughs> like, you know, we're getting comfortable with what we do. And we've been a troupe for so long now I'm writing scripts specifically for certain actors in our cast. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm writing something and I'm like, well, what would this character say? I'll be like, oh, well, Dylan is the character. He's the actor. So I'll just, what would he say? And then I'll mm-hmm. just kind of write it from there. Dil- Dylan's a, a fun person to write for. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's got his own cadence the way he speaks. <laughs> so does Patrick. Everybody's really great. It's, yeah. it's actually been a, a, a great blessing to have the same cast pretty much for the mm-hmm. past few reviews to really be able to, you know, write specifically for them. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about how you got connected with the cast. Well, kind of just a hodgepodge, really. Max. Because they're amazing. Oh, yeah. Everyone's great. I mean, Max is so versatile, man. So versatile. When he's he's like the the street robber guy, Mm -hmm. like he's legit. I'm like, that's a street robber, dude. (laughs) Max is, uh, he, you know, before Sketch, Max did largely musicals and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, straight plays. Also probably gay plays for you guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. He's got to show his range, man. <laughs> he, he has quite the range. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think actually Patrick and Max and I met through a casting call online uh, for a show called Knuckleball, which was a baseball-themed sketch comedy show. And Patrick and I actually auditioned together for that, which is pretty neat. And we had a good scene. We actually, all three of us got cast for that, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, I met through the Second City Training Center. Uh, I was doing a writing six show, which through the writing program, that's kind of your final your final mm-hmm. show. And Dylan was we cast him as one of our actors. Alex, um, her and I 
I was cast with her for a murder mystery company. And her and I worked together doing that for a while. And then that was how I met Aaron, who's also my girlfriend, uh, through Alex. They were college roommates. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, I learned she was an actor. We knew she was great. So we asked her to do a show. And, you know, she joined the troupe. And ever since then, mm-hmm. we've been and the same. And then you cast court. her as your girlfriend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I cast her as my girlfriend first. <laughs> now, how many callbacks did she uh, uh, man, have to go through? Many. <laughs> it was quite the process. Hey, you got to be sure, man. It's true. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so, like, tell me about your development as an actor. Like, it sounds like you started as a writer. Yeah. You're super gung ho about that. You're like, totally. I don't even know if I wanted to be an actor. But yeah. I mean, you're you're awesome. Thank you, you you hang with all these with these classically trained yeah. straight and gay actors. <laughs> it's uh, I think really, you just get comfortable doing it. Yeah. You know, and I think um, being around people who are very good at it and have been doing it for a long time, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to learn through that and I also learned very early on being an actor that it's uh, much more gratifying more quickly <laughs> it's almost instant gratification <laughs> to where you say a joke and you get a laugh even if you know it, somebody wrote it but as a writer you spend hours on a script it may, yeah. even, may not even make it to the stage if it does it could completely crash and burn and mm-hmm. you know but a lot of times also you'll get hits but it's, it takes a whole process to get that laugh where mm-hmm. as an actor it's you know you really get to bask in it yeah <laughs> yeah you you get to enjoy the fruits of the writer's labor yes in a, in yeah a i think so yeah, yeah. i just remember going to sleep my first after my first <laughs> show and I really used to do this every night, and now I still try to do it, uh, but I used to go through the show one sketch at a time and just kind of think about every moment that I had where I was very happy, and, <laughs> you know, it, I always think the best feeling in life so far, <laughs> one of the best feelings in life to me is having to wait to deliver your next line because the audience is laughing so loud that if you were to do yeah. it then, they wouldn't hear it. Wow. So that was Feeling that for the first time, mm-hmm. it pretty much set it in stone in my body, I think. Dude, that's that's a beautiful moment, man. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And when it when it happens a couple times a night, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That uh, that should be the title of your memoir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long it would take me to write that. <laughs> Just be your next thesis, man. Yeah, right? Yeah. Once I go into grad school. Yeah. <laughs> As long as I don't have to take an entrance exam for it. As long as I don't have to write to get into school. I'll write while I'm there, yeah. but I can write to get in. Yeah, I'll write afterwards, but I don't so, want to write to get in. So you're you're a man of uh, quite a few talents. Do you consider yourself more an actor now, more a writer, director? You know, I still see producer. myself as a writer first. Yeah. But I also, moving to Chicago and trying out improv, uh, that's really kind of given me something else new that I really like, and it's been pretty awesome and yeah i've kind of found a new love with that as well with also, improv yeah i really have i mean it's you know i never really did it in north carolina and then here in chicago it's huge i mean it's not even a counterculture it's a culture here yeah you know? i mean it's massive people from all over the country and the world move here for this yeah and to see that is just awesome and the community's super cool everybody's i mean everybody's invested 
you know, which is fantastic. And mm-hmm. a lot of people do it for the love of the art. Everybody mm-hmm. does it for the love of the art. You know, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. very few people who make a living at it early on. It takes a long time to get there. So it's really neat to see that everybody really loves what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. I think that was something I latched on to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it seems to be very, like, celebrated and supported. Mm, and it is, yeah. Enjoyed. It, it really is, Chicago. man. I mean, it's pretty awesome, you know. You have a show at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday and people show up. That's Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. You know, you won't get that anywhere else. I don't think. Yeah. Where else on the planet? Like New York? Yeah, maybe. For <laughs> like some hot jazz band or something yeah, in an underground yeah. bar. Other than that, you know, yeah. you're really not going to find it. And, and then you see the faces on the wall. You're like, okay. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Did it's, anyone not funny go through this? It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. The, the amount of talent that's come through this building and just Chicago in general, all yeah. over the place is absolutely absolutely amazing. It, it seems like my, my favorite people, even outside of comedy, mm. spend a significant amount of time in Chicago. You know, man, people say if you can, you know, Chicago actors are the best. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun fact. Christopher Nolan's brother spent some time in that prison in the South Loop. Did he? Yeah. I think it's bigger news that there's a prison in the South Loop. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? No. That, like, scary monolith building in the South Loop? <laughs> Obviously, I yeah. spent most of my time on the North Side. They didn't say. They're just like war crimes. Because he had some passport issues in South America. I'm like, he's a Nazi. <laughs> you see, uh, one of his, a couple of his grandparents moved to Argentina in 1946 for unknown reasons, and he went down to visit them for yeah. a little while. And there were just issues getting back into the country. Yeah, throw him in jail. No, no big deal. <laughs> so, uh, tell me about like the the future, man. Like, what what are you working towards? What are you I mean, looking forward to. Well, right now I'm in the Second City Directing Program, mm-hmm. which is a very cool program. Um, <clears throat> is this directing for uh, sketch reviews? Yeah, essentially. So the Second okay. City Directing Program, I guess, you know, some people put it as a, a year long job interview, essentially. Oh. Um, there's, you know, a class discussion portion. You go through the writing program, um, you observe a touring company, which is very neat. You get to work, you know, under established directors who are really you know actually making a living out of it and doing it at second city which is obviously an amazing building with a ton of history Mm -hmm. and so you know obviously the goal out of that would be to be hired as a director in that building but you know i also what i really like about it is not only do they you know like it when you do but they expect you to do your own thing as well Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing about this city, I feel like, is it sounds terrible to just not to sleep <laughs> and just keep working. Yeah. But to actually put enough effort to where you are really making a go of everything. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, I'm ready to keep going with that program. That'll be over in the summer. And, you know, the show right now that we have, House Party, is just, we were having more success with this than anything we've ever had. Yeah. Which it is awesome. Last so. show I was at was completely sold out. Yeah, tonight is too. I had to fight over chairs. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully you'll have to again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we, we've been extended again. Uh, so, that's very cool. So, really, what I'm trying to do this time is write more for the next show before this show ends so we mm-hmm. don't don't have such a break in between our reviews for the next show mm-hmm. so right now i'm just trying to write as much as possible but also you know do this show have yeah. classes at second city you know rehearsals for second city and all uh-huh. that so just trying to juggle everything yeah with <laughs> and maybe have a night off Nah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> wow. So uh, you're taking the directing class? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole program. You know, uh, we have like I said, so we'll have like a discussion class once a week, mm-hmm. where basically, you know, there's six of us in in the in the program, <clears throat> and one person auditing, and the instructor, and we'll basically just nerd out for two hours about what makes good improv, what makes a good running order, who our favorite comedians are, you know, and that's awesome because I'm, you know, obviously a huge comedy nerd, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to have other people to talk about things with who have different views but have the same love for it is pretty awesome yeah so i really like that Uh, it's just really great a lot of times two hours goes by very quickly (laughs) so i wish it was longer sometimes and then uh as a part of the program you do the accelerated writing program which is the writing program at second city just in eight weeks rather than a year oh wow yeah you know obviously you don't write as much because you usually bring in a script a week and you would do the same once in the in the regular program as well, but you it's kind of a crash course. So mm-hmm. right now I'm trying to use that for uh, to write scenes that we could potentially use for Damn Gina. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. So how has that affected your directing? You know, I think it's making me realize a lot of times that you know, not always, but sometimes simpler is better. Yeah, it's nice to learn. Uh, you know, with Damn Gina, we do a lot of complicated stuff with a lot of sound cues and a lot of a lot of light cues. And you know, Second City obviously does that too. But they have the chance to you know workshop it, and they have a budget to really do that. And we don't. But it was something I learned at Second City was you know, especially for like video and tech, use it as the icing on the cake rather than the batter. Mm-hmm. So okay. you know you want that you want the script to hit and you want that to be an extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I've taken so that bare on. minimum uh, as brilliant as, as something possible. can be. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then add the accoutrement. Ah, on yes. Top. Yeah. <laughs> the, the icing on top exactly. of the possible brilliance. Yeah, which is cool because uh, I don't know when I start to write sometimes I'll go crazy immediately, which is kind of what we do too, which is fun. But mm-hmm. it was nice to learn that. And I'm trying to instill that in in my work for the future. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, I know you got to get to the the pre-show, so I'll, I'll just got a couple more questions, yeah, sure. and I'll let you go. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, do you think you'll stay in Chicago for the time being? Yeah. Yeah. I love Chicago. I hate the weather, obviously. <laughs> um, but it, it's uh, it binds us. Yes, it does. It, it makes us, us a stronger people. <laughs> Uh, I think that, uh, yeah, it's terrible here. It's like Hoth outside. Yeah. Uh, I will be here minimum till the end of the year to finish this program. Mm -hmm. And I definitely will stay a little longer after that too. Yeah. Uh, I want to do another damn Gina show after this one ends, see where it goes. Also want to see if anything happens, uh, with the directing program to possibly get a teaching job or maybe even a directing job at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, for the long haul, at some point, I'll probably end up maybe moving west. A lot of people end up going to L.A., you know, yeah. California or New York. Um, Would that be to get into film? I think so, yeah. And just, you know, to really make a run at making this a full-on career. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you can do it here, but I think there's more opportunity out there for it. Yeah. At least for film work, from what yeah. I've gathered, you know. So I might do that at some point. Uh, but we'll see, you know, if we end up staying above water here, <laughs> who knows, <laughs> you know, I might stay out here. So right on, I love man. it though. It's a great yeah. place. So w- would you want to write and direct and act and film? As yeah. Well? I mean, to be completely honest, my f- favorite works are, 
works written and directed by one one person mm-hmm. or a couple people usually, and a lot of times acted in as well, like mm-hmm. the British office. I think that's one of the first things I saw where I was like, "That's I want to do that. I want to <laughs> create something as a whole uh-huh. and have it be like a cult following, a cult classic. So right, really, right. that was my goal, <laughs> to yeah, try yeah. to have something that, you know, that I've created and, and polished with a cast and people and created something together as well and something that hopefully you know, is a little different, mm-hmm. di- at least different enough for people to, you know, want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of my goal, I think. Yeah, nice, yeah. man. So I, One day I'll write a, a television script, but, man, I just don't have the attention span for it. Yeah, yeah. for television yeah. itself? Just t- 22 minutes oh. <laughs> of one piece, <laughs> man. It's terrible, isn't it? I, you know, I have so much admiration for people who can write, you know, scripts of movies. I mean, it's just... Yeah. That's why I love sketch comedy so much is I can it's write something. Yes, I can write a five-minute script or, you know, we have one piece in this show that's 15 minutes, which is the longest thing I've ever written. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, Ouch. you know, I would like to work up to that at some point. I like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, the hardest part for me is thinking about an idea I like, and I've never thought of an idea I like enough to write numerous episodes wow. of a television show. I've written two pilots, both of them I will never pick up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote them, I'm done. Yeah, done, over it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. One was for a class in college, and I wrote another one after that, so. Yeah. Yeah, but I would like to write a television show at some point. Mm-hmm. I just got to think about what it is. You think television over films? Yeah, initially, just again, for attention span's sake. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, I just love serial pieces, you know? I like to get to know characters, see where they're going, see them change. I know you can get do that in film as well, but television's just fun to me. It's a different... Yeah. I, you know, I've always been more of a television watcher than a moviegoer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know. I don't see many movies. I saw Spectre. Well, you're, you're <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Everybody hated it. I kind of liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he slept through half of it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I think I was also so excited that the landmark had it <laughs> that I could um, walk there from my apartment. That that I was just like, this is great. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, Lego Movie is the midnight movie tomorrow. Oh man, at awesome! I'll miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I started that movie and didn't make it all the way through, which is crazy because I love Legos. But yeah, yeah. nice, yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, last question, sure. and then I will let you go do your thing. Sure. Um, do you have Do you have any like books or shows or anything that's like really influenced and improved your writing? Uh, yes, I would say. Again, I'll mention the British Office again. Mm-hmm. Really, man, I think that is the best series ever in yeah. my mind. I really? Mean, it's, I mean, it's short. It's two seasons. Seinfeld? Simpsons? It's up there with that. <laughs> I agree. Like, yes. I, I almost think those I don't have to mention, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Those are obviously, I, I saw those before I saw The Office too, but The Office, the British Office to me was just like, I mean, it was amazing. You know, it's short, it's sweet, it's emotional, it's hilarious, it's offbeat too, which is something mm-hmm. I really appreciated. And it, that was like the, you know, obviously I'd watch Seinfeld and The Simpsons and I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. I want to try to write one. I, in college, I tried to write a Simpsons episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. I got it maybe 10 pages into it. But yeah. <laughs> before you lost the, before I just your lose focus. interest, man, or I started writing something different. <laughs> um, but yeah, the British office made a huge impact on me. Yeah. Rushmore. Wes Anderson, man. Yeah. That's how we met. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Talking yeah. about Wes Anderson. That's true. I think 
that movie really opened my eyes to just what you can do. With, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I was, that was going to be my next mention. <laughs> Sky. Oh, yeah. I'm really okay. Oh, there's two things I won't watch tomorrow. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, like Wes Anderson, man, I love his stuff. Rushmore is my absolute favorite. Yeah. So when I saw that, that really instilled me to be a writer too. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like books that I've read and just really inspired me, it's so weird. In the Heart of the Sea by Nathaniel Philbrick, <laughs> which is actually the... the Dropping the, some the, titles. It was the tale of the whale ship Essex, which was actually what Moby Dick was based on. Yeah, they're making a movie out of it. That's right. Yeah, and man, that book is ridiculous. That was really? the... Really? Yeah, it's, yeah, Moby Dick will win <laughs> if it's anything like the book. But it's crazy. That was the first book ever for that I wasn't reading for school or for anything that I sat down for eight hours and read the entire thing wow. on the couch in one read. This guy can't finish a television I, show. Yeah, I can't do anything. Yeah, and, and that <laughs> book, man, it was absolutely amazing. It was my last day of summer before my senior year. I still remember it. Yeah, I know, and I spent the entire day reading on the couch. And I'm a lit, I was a lit major, so I knew I was going to have to read all semester. But that book, it just it grabbed me. And like I think after I read that, I was like, oh, I want to whenever I write something, I want it to grab my attention, well, you know? So I think that's another thing I know that's not really What do you think grabbed you about it? Man, I just, there's this one memory of reading it. It's one of the last kind of pictures in the book that they paint, but it's the captain. They all get separated, you know, so the, the white whale rams the boat. And in Moby Dick, which I've never read in its entirety, probably like a lot of people, <laughs> they chase the white whale. But in the real story, the ship sinks and the, all the crew has to get in lifeboats. And they're tethered together, both holding a rope. At some point during the night, a couple nights into it, they get separated. And they're just lost at sea. They end up drawing lots to see who's going to be eaten. And there's this amazing image. This is so dark. (laughs) Where the (laughs) captain, when they find him, it's at a dock. I forget where it is. And they look. They see this boat. They walk on the dock and look into it. And this captain is sucking the marrow out of the bones of his nephew. Wow. It's so dark, but like I remember just reading that and my jaw dropping, and for some reason that sticks with me. It's, it's the things I watch. It's either fun comedy or the darkest shit you've <laughs> ever imagined. You know, it's so weird, man. Those are two two sides yeah. of the coin, man. You know, it's so true, man. Yeah. So that's really what's always grabbed me. Like you know, True yeah. Detective was huge too. Um, I mean, you you could argue that the reason. Uh, you or anyone who gets into comedy is like you're you're balancing out something. Mm. You know you're you're creating so much joy in your own life and in the audience's life. It's to balance out like a pretty dark, yeah. You know some dark feelings. I tell you what, man, it's very cool to come in on a day where something bad happened and to help people forget about something. And that might not be the healthiest to forget about something, but for 45 minutes, I think it is. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's nice to just escape. And I feel like comedy is a great escape. You yeah. Know? Like just. For both the audience and for, the performers. Yeah. So many times, you know, we've opened a show or had a show on some on a day where something horrible happened. And, you know, I remember opening for this show. There was one of the many shootings at a college, you know, yeah. it was the one in Oregon. And I remember talking to my mom on the phone. She was like, Hey, you excited tonight? And I was like, no, I'm just <laughs> like angry. I just, you yeah. know, like I'd, I'm not happy right now. And then I came to the theater. It was full. 
we had an awesome show with an awesome audience, and like I get goosebumps just thinking about it because it was just it was a full escape, mm-hmm. but it was still you know it was something to enjoy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I dig it, man. Thanks. I agree. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, Andrew Lewis McCammon, I wish you you great luck on the show. Thank you, Christopher Broadhead. (laughs) It's for James Broadhead. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, James. Fall in suit. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see it again, man. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here and sharing your secrets with us. Well, thanks for having me, man. Anytime you you want to talk again, I'll be glad to. All right, dude. I have have a million more questions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll make up more answers. I I must extract all of your talents. (laughs) Exactly, yes. Oh. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Chris is sucking a bone right now. Yep. <laughs> Just sucking, sucking the, marrow. the marrow out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know which bone. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, man. This is right. fun. Thanks, man. See ya. You can find more about Andrew at facebook.com slash damgina, and that's D-A-M-N-G-I-N-A, just like uh, what Martin used to say on the Martin show in the 90s. And damnginacomedy.com. And I'll link to those in the show notes.